Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. Now, more than ever, our internet reliance is rapidly increasing. We stream our favorite shows, keep in touch with loved ones, and even watch podcasts like this one. See? Makes sense. It's linked into the podcast. We prefer to think our information is safe, but as our online footprint increases, so does our need for proper security. That's where Surfshark VPN comes in. They protect your information by encrypting all the data you send through the internet, keeping anyone unwanted from seeing it. Another great reason to use a VPN is because the content from streaming services can be restricted based on what country you're in. So that could be Netflix, Amazon Prime, even some of the highlights on Twitter, you click on it, not available in your country. Well, Surfshark helps you out with that by simply changing your location. Also, you go abroad, you want to keep watching iPlayer, you want to keep watching British stuff, you can do. Change your location back to where you've left and you can keep watching all of that. Right now, Surfshark has an amazing offer on by clicking the link in the description using the code paddock. Sit there, look, paddock, like Stretford paddock. That's why we use the word paddock. Paddock, you'll get 83% off, which means for something like a couple of quid a month, you get fully protected. 83% off. That's basically all of it off. 83% plus you'll get three months for free, and Surfshark offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Use the link in the description. Use code PADDOCK for 83% off, three months free, and 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't get better than that. Jay here for Stratford Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast. Joining me is Joe Smith. What are you laughing at? No, I'm just excited, mate. Yeah. Well, you're not allowed to be excited. Oh. And also, I'm only kidding, you can if you want. And also, James Young, how are we doing, Younger? I'm good, yeah. Great to be back on the uh, the channel. Yeah, it feels like I've not seen you for a little while. Yeah. You keeping well? I am, I am. Doing all the media yeah, stuff? Still doing all the, uh, all the stuff. When, when you got here, I thought, what amount of layers of co- coats is he going to take yeah. off? And what obscure football shirt is yeah. he going to reveal? What is it? What have it's you got today? China. Um, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Sports Direct, but they did have a great offer on. And uh, they basically got a massive sale on loads of football shirts. So I got this and a very nice Kaiser Chiefs shirt for 30 quid together. Yeah. So good value. Lovely. Yeah. Um, with that sort of sale, I predict a riot. Mm. Nice. nice Kaiser nice. Chiefs shirt. They were actually named after the football club. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Very good. Yeah. Um, cool. Mm. Great start to the show. The old Amakochi. 
What are we going to be talking about today, Jake? We're going to be talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, never a dull moment with old CR7. Yeah, it's going to talk about him, what went on against Middlesbrough, and whether whether we have to start asking ourselves some serious questions about him. Also, Ralph Ragnick's been speaking to the press ahead of the Burnley game, so we'll be looking at what he's had to say for himself. So get involved in the comments and the chat. Let us know what you think about any of those subjects or none of them. Uh, D-Man says James Young or James Acaster. You love all that, don't you? Yeah, I love it. I mean, especially when people come up to me and say, in person, when I'm I'm selling fanzines. Do they? It puts the cherry on top of the cake, really. Great job. What fanzines do you sell? Um... We can do all this at the end. Okay, yeah. well, we can do it now yeah. and at the end if you want. For <laughs> you know, people that know. might not be around at the end that are <laughs> hey, here now. Jay, I'll tell you how this podcast is going to go. Yeah. We'll do this at the end. Yeah, Sauce. Come on, James. United we stand, right? There you go, you there see. You go. Thank e- you. Every home match, please words. buy it. It's not hard, is it? There please, you go. I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll do it at the end yeah. as well. Okay. There you go, double whammy. Uh, Liam Sheesby says, Joe, broken out of a French jail. Yeah. We. Hey. Funnily hey. enough, what's in your mug? Hey, hey, so, so, <laughs> what four could say is we. Um, right, anyway, yeah, any road. Right. We'll start with the press conference because it's only only finished about, what, two hours ago. Uh, Ralph Randnick was fielding questions from the media ahead of the Burnley game. Um, he was asked about creating chances. We created a lot of chances against Middlesbrough, didn't we? Didn't we, even? Yeah, um, I mean, that, that was the frustrating thing because everyone around me um, in, the, in the safe standing bit uh, was, was basically saying... You know, I need to get another goal here because everyone just knew that Middlesbrough were going to score. It felt inevitable. That was the thing, especially when I they were coming forward. Inevitable. It was like, oh, it's 1-0. And especially because United just had so many chances in the second half. It was like, oh, they've scored and they're going to win. It just felt like, just felt like it was their day, especially knowing extra time. Yeah. And it was just dragging on and on and on. And it's like, oh, it's not happening, this, is it? Joe, Yeah. we were talking on the preview, which will be out in the morning, and which we recorded before the press conference, just so you know that. Um... Yeah, we did create a lot of chances, didn't we? Yeah. How would you look at that? Do you look at it and go, okay, let's not get too carried away with the disappointment of, no. of getting knocked out? <laughs> or do you look at it as it's still not good enough and it's all rubbish and I hate football? Uh, the second one. Right, okay. Because whilst there are some positives to take, the only positive that matters from a cup game is did you go through to the next round? Yeah. And maybe it will help us in our league form. But like we don't have to. The thing with being going for the top four, yeah. if we were if we were fighting for a title, that sort of result, you can go right, okay, we're at the court, we can focus on that, you know. And to win a league title, you have to win maybe fifteen of your next eighteen games or whatever. To finish top four, we have to win half of our games yeah. and draw the other half and lose the other, like the other quarter, lose the other quarter. Like we don't have to be that good between now and the end of the season to finish top four. Yeah. You know, obviously, the better we are, the more it helps. But like. Really, for for the FA Cup, all we had to do was get through. That's no, the that's only that's measure the of success for the game. No one remembers. Doesn't matter how well you play. No one remembers Reading at home or Sheffield United at home or all these crap games that United have played in the FA Cup. Let's be honest, in the early rounds over the past couple of years when they've mounted a run, as long as you win, it doesn't matter because it's yeah. the FA Cup. But that was the thing when United won it under Van Gaal. The first game, I think it was the third round, they played Sheffield United and Rooney scored with a last minute penalty, mm. and it was a terrible game. It was awful, but because they went through, it didn't matter and. I think that's the thing with Ragnick this season. He's had a lot of opportunities, especially early on. He had that reasonably easy run of games that he should have done a lot better in. FO Cup against Middlesbrough, you're thinking, it's just a gimme this. You've got to win yeah. matches like that because even though United might have lost to Spurs in the next round, it just does, does him no favours. It does the team no favours. It's just not an ideal situation to put yourself in. And also, in terms of the how exciting it is to watch Man United for the rest of the mm. season, that's one less trophy we can win now. We're not going to win anything in the Premier League. 
and we'll sat here, we'll be sat here, you know, half celebrating finishing top four if that's what we get, or it'll be Europa League, mm. or it'll be Europa Conference, depending on how bad the next what fifteen games are. The only thing we can win is the Champions League, mm. and it's like you know having a decent performance against Middlesbrough that amounted to us getting knocked out doesn't help either of those things. So it's just you know it's just one of them minute where you just think it's so frustrating because we were quite good. But really, in the cup, that doesn't matter whatsoever. We were, we were good for the first half, though. I, don't, I think extra time, especially. Well, extra time it was, was, it was just yeah. flat. And I think towards the end of the second half, when you've got so, especially the Fernandez chance like that, you know, if you don't put those away and Alanga as well towards the end, yeah. it's almost like, well, what do you expect is going to happen? Because if you just, it was so frustrating to watch it because it was just like United just kept on coming forward and they're, mm. they're creating the chances. But especially with Fernandez again, like I was saying, it's just I don't know. Yeah. Um, Ralph Radnick had to say was yeah. apart from playing together as a team in defence and improving and developing our defence work together, we invest, invested some time in our offensive principles, and it showed in the game against West Ham and Middlesbrough, where we created numerous chances. Then goes on to say, I can't remember a game in the last couple of years where our team created so many chances, 30 shots on goal. In the end, it didn't lead to the result we wanted to get, but we dominated the game in most parts and we did well in creating those chances. I mean, is he, is that a fair comment there from Ralph? Do you think he's, he's actually... Um, yeah, we dominated the game. We, we were easily the better team. If that was like a simulated game mm. and those chances get played out and the players taking those chances... You know, Bruno with that free free goal, Alanga with the free header, Ronaldo with the penalty. If that gets simulated and simulated and simulated a hundred times, I would say United win ninety plus. Well, that's the thing, yeah, with XG. That, yeah. You know, I'm sure United's XG would probably be a lot higher than Middlesbrough, but it doesn't matter because United didn't win. No, no one's, no, no one's looking back and going, "Well, United had a higher XG in that game." If you don't win, you don't win. No, I, and I agree. In the cup, that's all that matters. Yeah. But in terms of him saying, mm. "Did we look better?" I think we did play better, but but you're, you're you expected know. to against a championship side. Yeah, but we've seen in recent years that that's not always the case with United. Like, you know, we've we've been losing to relegation fodder for years. You know, we saw it last season with Sheffield United and you know dropping points all, all over the place. So Newcastle this season. So I don't think it's a, a, a gimme that we're going to batter a, a team in the playoff positions in the championship. So. I don't know. It's just shit though. We that, that's the lowest I felt leaving Old Trafford this season. Is by it? A lot, by a lot really? Of, yeah. Did you go? Did you not? Did you, did you go to the Liverpool game? No. Okay. The, the, the only the only games rough. I didn't go to this season was Liverpool, City, and Newcastle. That was it. But the rest of them, I mean, that was up there for me with Everton. Um, games like Young Boys, I didn't really care about because you had to already through, so it's like, well, it doesn't yeah. matter. But there's been a lot like that. Wolves as well was another really bad one where yeah. you just leave leaving so flat, and especially when it's like that and it's pissing it down and it's really cold and it's like it's just especially it was a Friday night as well. That's the thing with yeah. the FA Cup. Just like this, just a complete waste. Well, weekend ruined ruin. the weekend. Now. Yeah. Ruined. Look at you. Ruined ya. it. Remember Gary Neville said that to yeah. Arsenal players. Look at you. <laughs> Look at what you've done when that well, that fan was crying. You've no, done I don't that. Oh. Yeah, when, they, when Arsenal it? played in the, the League yeah. Cup final, and it was it Chelsea or City, I think yeah, they were playing, City and they were losing yeah. like three 0 or whatever it was, and then there was an Arsenal fan, a young lad, crying in, on the sideline in the terraces, whatever, and Gary Neville was like, "Look at him! Look at what you've done! You've done that, you Arsenal players! <laughs> well done! Enjoy the money! <laughs> yeah, <Love that. laughs> yeah. Hope it makes you very happy. Um, hit that like button. Let's get over at least two hundred likes. We've only got about eighty-two. Um, and this year is as well, right? After on. things like that. So obviously the, the sales for the mag are going to be terrible because it's like United have just been knocked out of the FA Cup yeah. and people treat you like you were like a hive is happy to help person just come up to you and ask random things like do you know where Eccles train station is and I'm like 
We've just called him Jay's number. <laughs> yeah, just he send him to me. We knocked out the FA Cup. Like, I'm not giving you directions to a train station. If someone asks you where Eccles train station is, you'll tell him. Don't we start giving me all that, yeah? Where is Eccles train station, Jay? Near no, Eccles Town Centre. I didn't know obviously. I had one. Of course we've got a train station. We? Yeah, tramp. we. I am part of the Eccles Massive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. got all sorts. We've got running water and everything. Where do you associate yourself with most in Manchester, Jay? Because um, you've moved about a bit, haven't you? I've lived in Ermston, I've lived in Pineton, I've lived in Earlham, I've lived in Eccles. So all of the above. You've lived on the... Depending on the situation. If someone said, oh, if, if someone said, and a, a documentary where Jay Motti takes us back to his roots, <laughs> where he grew up, where are you walking through the streets of d- addressing the camera? Pineton, probably. Nice. That was eight till, from the age of eight till 16. But, you know, wherever. Wherever the, uh, suits me. The hard life. Wherever I lay my hat. That's my home. Did you wear hats? Uh, I used to wear hats all the time, but I stopped wearing them in the late 90s. Have you ever tried a bowler hat? Uh, no, but I will be. But I want to try a f- uh, trilby first. The hard um, line, Ermston Stretford border. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I showed you when I went, when we went over to Munich, didn't we? we had the Ermston Reds, the worst banner yeah. ever yeah. that's ever, ever anyone's ever had, and we were so proud of ourselves. Ermston's got a train station. Of course it has. Yeah. Hey, and they've cut down on the amount of syringes around it last time I checked. Uh, Lee Upwood says, "When we drew Athletic in the Champions League, I thought, okay, it's fine. We'll be in better form by then. But now that's fast approaching, and not sure if we're improving." Week by week, which is worrying. We definitely are improving. We are in better form now than we were when we drew Atletico. Undoubtedly. Mm. P- Performance-wise, we definitely are. Mm. No, I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think the only caveat I would add to that, I, I, I just feel with Middlesbrough, we've just got to be um, a little bit sort of mindful of the fact this was a championship team. So I agree, we were better. Yeah. But I want, I'm thinking you know, of the general trend yeah, though, not just I, that I game. think Burnley will be a good asset to because the bottom of the league, they've been struggling. I will get on after wait and see. What's that comment you're just throwing there? In yeah, what thing? was that? Something about workshop. Some sort of slander. Get yeah. it back up. Snobbery. Right, what are we talking about next, Jay? Uh, hang on a minute. Crypto Prince says, so Ronaldo's our top scorer and he's single-handedly responsible for us being in the Champions League. Yep. In a squad filled by mediocrity, yep. Ronaldo should be the last person Ragnick should consider dropping. We'll get to Ronaldo in a minute. I want to go through the rest of this press conference. It says, Chris Strouder says, really sorry you're from Worksop, Joe, with the love art. What's that meant to mean? He's sorry uh, that you're from Worksop. He's just jealous. Beautiful town, mate. Gateway yeah. to the Dukeries. Lincoln Canal runs the straight through What it. are the Dukeries? Where the Dukes used to live. Really? Dickhead. The gateway to the Dukeries. What's that mean? <laughs> Idiot. Hey. This guy, you never been to Welbeck Abbey, mate? No. Never been to Clumber Park? <laughs> What's hey? the gateway to the Dukeries? Um, what does that mean? Ever heard of Joe Root, cricket captain for England? I met him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He went to Worksop College, which was a private school that no one in Worksop can afford to go to. It's yeah. people from Sheffield and neighbouring cities. Do you know cities. what? Right, you just like a scouser. Banging on about how wonderful your town is. I didn't say it's wonderful. I said it was there. the gateway to uh, the Jukeries, yeah. mate. That's a, a heady compliment. Ermson uh, don't have a football team. Workshop Town do. What? Yeah, it's the yeah. third oldest football team in. in Ermson don't have a football team. Not 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 a proper one. What do you mean not a proper one? Well, hey? like, where's where are Ermston in the Northern yeah. Premier League? I've no idea. Workshop Town's got heritage, yeah. mate. The Tigers. I'll have you know, I'm a Manchester United fan. I don't have a second team because you know I'm top red. Uh, Lingard and Cavani. I'm will... going didn't you used to coach a team? Yeah, the, 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 the works team in the business league. Right. That's not the same oh, as having a, mm, a second yeah. team. Not only has he got a second team, uh, he's on the mm. payroll for another team. Very weird. Actually, you're, actually, you're a real supporter of uh, the Trafford Soccer Dome, yeah. not Manchester yeah, United. I used, to, I used to work and play there, and I met my lady friend there as well. So, you know, mm. 
big part of my life. <laughs> the soccer dome. Soccer dome. <laughs> Has a lot to answer for. Isn't it JJB that had the naming rights? It was yeah. JJB, yeah. yeah. And if yeah. you're a certain age, you know, like you call Hope Hospital. Well, I yeah. call Hope Hospital Hope Hospital, even though it's. Salford Royal Foundation. Yeah, if you're a certain age, you'll call the soccer dome JJB. Mm. Um, anyway, Lingard and Cavani will be involved against Burnley. Uh, Ragnick says they're both available and will both be part of the squad for tomorrow's game at Burnley. Both are top professionals. Both have been training well. He then goes on to say about Lingard, which is what we all want to know about. With regards to Jesse, I have a very good relationship with him. He knows I would have been willing to let him go at least until the issue with Mason came up. He mentioned some personal issues. We have to look forward now. There are no problems whatsoever between myself and Jesse and vice versa. I'm very happy to have him in the squad and he'll be in the squad for tomorrow night's game. Would you play Jesse Lingard tomorrow? No. Would you, James? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not sure why United kept him in the summer, to be honest with you, because mm. it was clear that he was going to get more games at West Ham. It was clear that he was better playing there. It's a bit like Matter. It's a bit like a lot of players in United's bloated squad, where they've held on to them, and it's like, well, there's no <laughs> real, like that. there's no, there's no need for them to be there. It's just like, it's, it's like a, a company that have got too many employees on the payroll, and yeah. they need to make redundancies. But the boss is David Brent, and he, he, li he likes everyone. And he doesn't want to sack anyone, yeah. so they've just got people not doing anything whilst being employed by the club. Yeah, um, that's where Edward was phone. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've sold, I've sold a player already. Who have you sold? <laughs> Andy. You know, Thompson. Yeah. Bring him up, bring him up. At 12 p.m., yeah. the, the, on the third tone, the time will be 12 p.m. <laughs> like, you haven't sold anyone, have you? No. The time, I haven't sold any players. The time sponsored you by... You forced the recorder. Has anyone got the time? Yeah. Um, his, his agent's on the phone. Nice, he's livid. <laughs> Dion Hoogie, for whatever that youth player was called, that didn't play a single Dylan game. Hoogie was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he went to... Uh, where'd he go? Word of Bremen or somewhere like that? I don't know. Somewhere, yeah, broad. Um, I saw people like kicking somewhere off about foreign, that, but I was like, said. come on. Abdullah Ibrahim says, as disappointing as Friday's result was, a positive from this weekend was the way Garner bossed the midfield versus Leicester. I'd like to see him back. Yeah, James Garner, um, part of the Forest win over Leicester. I think it was 4 1 in the he end. Battered him. Playing, playing very well. He played very well against Arsenal as well. And he has been doing, doing bits over um, in the East Midlands. Joe, yeah. Garner next season. Do you reckon he's in next with season? Shout? Yeah, mm. I don't. I don't like this thing of like, oh, he's playing well, so bring him back. Let him no. play well. Let him have a season of playing well. It was the same thing well. with Henderson at Sheffield United when he had a really good season and he got promoted to the Championship. Yeah. People were saying, oh, recall him whilst he's mid-season with no. Sheffield United. It's like, well, he's playing in the Championship, so even though he's playing well, it's a completely different league. And if you recall him midway through this season, he's not going to play every game. And Real Madrid made that made the same mistake with Odegaard, and he had a great season alone at Real Sociedad. And should have probably have gone on loan there the following season, but instead they brought him back, didn't play him, and now he's gone to Arsenal. And yeah. he wasn't as good as he was when he was on loan there. And players like Garner need matches to, in order to continue being as good as they are. And if you if you call him back and he's in the position where he was before, where he only gets maybe four or five games a season, there's no point. No, and also he's not gonna. He hasn't got the the benefit of the last what ten weeks of you know Rangnick's mm. coaching and tactics and stuff so he's going to come in probably but like you said barely play give him a pre-season bring him back if he's good enough over pre-season put him in the squad for next year play him against AC Milan in California for 40 minutes yeah and yeah yeah we can all get carried away when he plays really well and think that he's answered to all our problems as we often do in pre-season um, also Andres Pereira's going in here mm. finally to Flamengo 40 million euros is it 40 million yeah He's actually wow. he's actually played reasonably well. Yeah. He scored a good goal for them the other Bring week. Bring back. Let's think, get him in the squad. <laughs> yeah. well, the issue is, I mean, this is the thing. When people say certain players are crap, there's, there's no crap footballers that play for United. It's just that the level to be an elite footballer 
is so high. Pereira's not a bad footballer who just can't do it consistently yeah. every week at the standard required for United. I mean, we saw his goals against Southampton and especially in pre-season as well. He's clearly talented, but he just isn't able to do that week in, week out, which is actually very difficult to do. Yeah. No, I agree. Peter Jackson says, my sister was born in Old Possible in 1994. Cheers, Peter. Mm. Hope you're well. Um, Big the gamer Pradhan says US office is better than UK office. I, I disagree. Sorry, someone else saying U, UK office is so bad. No, it's not. It's mint. Um, someone else saying Yashgami says we are the Northern Arsenal. It's a bit hard. Mm. Um, Should we talk about um, Cristiano Ronaldo, Jay? Shall we just finish the press conference? Oh, then sorry, we can, then didn't realise there's still to, more to go. Yeah, there's still, still not much. There's not much. He's had five minutes, I think, with the uh, the media. I think there's an embargo bit that will be out at half ten tonight, if, uh, if memory serves. Um, is, a over, is an overhaul needed at United? He's asked. He's put, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, basically, goes, I don't know. It's, not, it's yeah. a bit of a vague answer, that, isn't it? Is it? Are all <laughs> the players rubbish? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether they're rubbish. It's a bit well, harsh. Well, don't need to get rid of all of them. Not really... Mm. Couldn't mm. say. I couldn't say. <laughs> All the players. Couldn't say if there was mm. shit or not. Yeah. I mean, he says overall the development of the team and performances over the last couple of weeks have improved, which is what you've just said. There are two points of criticism that we have to face. One, we wasted too many clear-cut chances, 22 shots mm. inside the box, 10 with massive opportunities. And we should easily have been 3-0 up at half-time. It should have been 6-1 or 6-2. I don't know where he's getting two from. Uh, and the other one was 10 seconds before we conceded the goal. It was a perfect counter-pressing situation inside their half. We took away time, but not the ball away from then. And eight seconds later, we were outnumbered in our box. It was a handball goal, and I'm still convinced this goal shouldn't have been disallowed. Mm -hmm. But we shouldn't have allowed this situation. Again, he talks a lot of sense, and I just wanted to get your take on this, both of you. Raphael Honigstein is coming in to apparently help with the media. Yeah. Mm. I mean, is that just a positive thing? Do you think that's a good I, idea? I think it's a bit of a... I, th I think it's better um, than what United currently have. And I think, was it Neil Ashton who came in as well? But from Hollingstein's perspective, he's quite a well-respected German sort of football writer. Yeah. So I I'd be interesting to know from what, what, what's in it from his perspective, because he's, had to, he's going to have to, I'm guessing. But, well, yeah, I know it is, but it depends what, you're, what you want from your, your life. Because Ashton um, used, to do, used to do Sunday Supplement, I think. I'm Neil Ashton. And then, yeah, and then he, he went yeah, into work for, for Woodward. And I don't know, I just think it's like, well... Great, but you've you've given up all yeah, your but loads of money integrity. and working at one of the biggest clubs in the world. I wouldn't say it's giving away his integrity. Yeah, but uh, Ashton's a different matter. But from but a, what from a, a journalistic perspective, you've you've basically changed careers and turned into. Well, he's got a six month sabbatical yeah. from the Athletic, hasn't he? So he's going back there afterwards. Still, I don't know. And also, you can maybe tap into that. You can mm. you know you can use it as a reference when I was at United. Or yeah, what maybe I he wants yeah. to be like yeah, you know I mean, comms manager, or he maybe wants to do that sort of thing. For, you know, media manager, whatever he wants to do that for. Maybe that's what he wants to do. Who knows? Mm. Um, Loads I think of money. Is can't all be on. private eye, can we? No, exactly. Um, also, on Varane, he says, um, he talks about there's no issues there because he came off the new Varane. Um, up until he was substituted, he did very well with Harry Maguire against the championship team, but an ambitious championship team. Mm -hmm. um, also goes, about the, uh, goes on to say that Varane um, will be available basically for tomorrow's game. Good, that's good. Um, Tellez um, missed the cup game because he tested positive, and unfortunately the same thing happened today with Fred. That's yeah. why he'll be missing from tomorrow's game and possibly even the game against Southampton. Fred. Fred. Um, I mean... <laughs> We should, I mean, I know we say this about any team, but you should be okay with the players we've got available looking at Burnley and the way they're struggling. You think that if we are missing one or two, we should be all right. I said the same thing under Solskjaer. I know, well. I know. Well, I don't know. I look at Burnley, the bottom of the table for a reason. Yeah, I think it would be uh, a minute. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, right, we'll go on to Cristiano Ronaldo because I know you're chomping at the bit to get involved in that discussion. Mm. Um, Riveting. 
Also, Daniel Kirk, who's been a member of the Academy for four months, thanks for your support, says, uh, Hi, Jay, hope you're good. I use a wheelchair and love the channel. With Fred being out with Pogba, Will Pogba, sorry, and Bruno get a few games in a row together. I hope so. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them play together. Who? Uh, Pogba and Bruno. Yeah. I think they probably Why will. Why you say that all threatening? I just didn't hear what um, he said. Who? <laughs> like, who are you talking to? <laughs> no, Pogba because- yeah, I don't. I think it, I think we will see it if Pogba's fit. I mean, Rangnick showed that the other day, didn't he? He yeah. he likes them two together when possible. Um, it's his first chance he's had to play Pogba when he played him straight away from the start. So played well as well, well didn't he? Paul Pogba. I thought he was all right. Paul yeah. Beal. Well, I thought he was typically wasteful, though. Yeah, yeah right. but that's the thing with Pogba. I mean, he's not popular amongst United's match-going fan base, but he's uh, United are much a much better team when he's in the when he's playing. There's no doubt about that. When and he's it, playing well, yeah, and he he is he is a good footballer. It sounds really obvious, but he does improve the squad. And I think the issue is, I mean, if he, he might live at the end of the season, we don't know, but. I think the thing with Pogba that's more frustrating with me is the constant thing with his age. I and mean, it's so tiring, the whole back and forth. And it's just, I don't know. I think if he wants to stay at United, then he's just got to get his head down and not stay, say anything, really. But I think it's just going to carry on whilst he's here, to be honest. Yeah, the whole thing. I've given up on the, mm. the, the, the prospects of him staying. I don't think he'll stay. But I do think he needs to play Paul Pogba. I think we need him. I think the, the, he, the, the I think whole thing's like a myth James as well. said, he's better. We're a better team with him in it for me. The whole thing's a myth that he came here because he wanted to return to his boyhood. Oh, don't give me the the whole prodigal son returns drivel. He left United when he was, what, 20 or 19 Mm. or whatever because he didn't want to stay here. It's that simple. Mm. He could have stayed here, but if he loved United, that's what he would have done, but he didn't, which is okay. You don't have to love Manchester United if you don't... That's not you know the way you've been brought up or whatever. Went to Juve and then we paid 89 million quid to get him Mm. back and people make out like he's returning to his dream boyhood club. It's just nonsense. don't really buy the same thing with Ronaldo either. No, I don't. I don't either. Uh, Andrew Naker that says was, that was a cue there. You, you missed out. Sorry, yeah. so I was confused. I was looking at the um, Andrew Naker um, super chat that I'm going to read out. Simon Stone from the BBC always sounds like he's in, like he's under duress, sorry, or in extreme pain when asking questions. It's all so serious and bleak with him. Mm. I like Simon Stone, yeah. and I think to be fair, it's horrible in the press conferences. It is, and he does ask the questions you want him to ask a lot of the time. And I think sometimes you have to word it like you're asking you know, a, a small child mm. to, to put down the knife. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you have to be and sort you, you of you only get a certain, nice. a certain number of questions as well. Yeah. And the, it's, yeah. And by the time you've answered, by the time you've asked the question, there's hundreds of aggregator accounts that have already written up your answer anyway, so it's pointless really going to them. Yeah, it's not easy. And I think I think Sam Stone always does a good job. And whenever I've been in press conferences and he's been there, he's, he's, he's always seemed to have a decent rapport with the managers, which isn't easy. Because a, a lot of them, especially when you look at Jose towards the end and, and Van Gaal, they just, you know, they, they don't want to know. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I don't want to say the wheels have come off, but they're looking a bit shaky, aren't yeah. they? His time, his return to the club, as you're referencing. He's sort of, the goals have dried up a little bit. He's missing penalties. Um, he's, he's getting blamed for a lot. Yeah. Start with you, Joe. I mean, let's just cut to the chase. Do you think it's time to drop him? I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to leave him out for a couple of games. Okay. Because, like, I think it's something, if he if he doesn't score tomorrow, it's his longest goal drought in 10 years. Really? In the league, yeah. And I just think, like... See, at Manchester this, United, the, we're constantly breaking we need, records. Yeah, what we need to do is separate the fact that he got us through single-handedly in the Champions League, which he did, and he's playing shit now, which he is. Like, it's not just because you were great in the Champions League games means you should just play no matter how shit you are. Yeah. Like, we looked at Rashford and we've said it. We're huge fans of Marcus Rashford. We both said it's probably time to leave him out for a couple yeah. of games. We've said the same with, with Maguire. We said it's time for him to drop drop out for a few games. Same with Luke Shaw. Like, 
Ronaldo isn't as bad as Maguire or Luke Shaw or probably even Rashford was. But just because he scored a few goals before doesn't mean he's playing well enough to keep his place now. And the other thing is, just because you say you want him dropped doesn't mean you're saying he was a waste of money, he never should have come back, he's shit, he should never play again. They're two different things. He's playing so poorly at the moment, like his touch, and it's not even the penalty miss really for me. His touch, his short passing, when he gets involved in the build-up, he often slows it down. He doesn't get on the end of things. He's not in the box half the time when we're trying to put the ball in there. Like, they're the things for me that worry me. And I think not, you shouldn't be above dropping someone just because it's Ronaldo. Like, we're all scared of him, like he's some pharaoh that's come down and cursed uh, and, and gifted us this godly presence. He's just a bloke with a Man United shirt on trying to score goals and failing to do so. If he's not playing well enough, let someone else have a go. You say that, and I understand what you, you're saying. I get it. I do. I'm slightly playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. Is there a case that, though, he isn't just another player? He is someone who's in a different, almost stratosphere to the likes of Marcus Rashford and Harry Maguire. And I know those are big players in, yeah. in, in, in national or something. Whereas... If you drop someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, they don't react to the, the, the same way that a Maguire even or a Rashford does. They will, he will spit his dummy out. He will cause problems for you. And it will become like so, so an overriding we, topic. That's, you know. What have we done here then? Sold our soul to the devil? Like, what is that well, what we've yeah, done as a that's, club? That's what where I mean, you go, right? oh, you, you own Manchester United You saw now. the Brentford substitution where he publicly, like, no, not covering his mouth, no. Obviously having a go. Yeah. Why did you bring me off? Why did you bring me off? And, and doing it for a good five minutes. Yeah. Like Marcus, I think, scores four minutes after Ronaldo's come off. And he's still talking about it during the goal cel celebrations. So it's obvious, like, with Ronaldo, you get that. You get this massive personality. You get that when massive he was at United before. I mean, I mean, the last season he was at United, he moaned the whole way through it and said he mm. wants to. Everyone no, no, wants he to go to he Real did. Madrid. Champions League final. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't at his best that last season when he went to Real Madrid. And even then when he came back, the, the realistic un, un, um, expectations that were placed upon him, that he was going to score 30, 40 goals a season and he was going to be the same player that United had 10 years before, just was never going to happen. He's not the same player that United had before. He's not going to be someone that's going to run down the wing and you know score loads of free kicks. His free, his free kick record is terrible, yet he still takes them. Um, his issues around, you know, like he was playing again, like he missed the penalty. I think the issues with Ronaldo, and this is the reason why Juventus sold him. Everything has to be done through him. And that's fine when he's, when he's scoring 20, 30, 40 goals a season. But when he's not doing that, the whole team suffers as a result of it. And United just about managed okay at the start of the season because he was scoring goals. But as soon as he stops doing that, then the whole thing just collapses. I mean, his record this season, on paper, yeah, it's not bad. I think... Since the minute United, is it 24 goals? Uh, 24 games United, 14 goals? Yeah. I mean, that's, Which isn't bad. But know, what is that? Six in, six in the Champions League? Yeah. And uh, then six eight in goals five, in, I think, and eight, eight in the Premier League, sorry. so In, in how many games in the Premier in League? In 18 games right. in the Premier League. So, so I'm not, I'm not, but decent, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, not saying he's terrible, but I'm saying that's he hasn't scored saying. in a no. while in yeah. the Premier League and he's not playing very well. Like, so, in, in answer sort of to, to move on from my question slightly, yeah. but stay on the topic, do you think that if Ralph Ragnick drops Ronaldo, that is. Even if he needs to be dropped, like his form isn't great or whatnot, if he drops Ronaldo, do you think Ralph Randnick can handle that? Do you think he can he can still maintain sort of dressing room harmony, handle Ronaldo, handle some of the other fires that seem to be popping up, yeah. and we can be okay? Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, and I don't, and, and also, and I know that he's, I know, and you you're partly saying it because that's just the talking point, so I get it. Yeah, but I don't want to be tied to this just car with its with like a brick on the pedal yeah. and you have to stay on it no matter where it's going like I like Ronaldo 
you know, brought me some of the best memories I've ever had watching football. Love that he come uh, that he's come back. Happy that he has. Don't think he's ruined the team. Don't buy into all this shit that we never should have got him. I think he's been a success so far. But if he's been playing badly for you know this many games in a row, and Cavani's back fit, and we've got uh, Marcus who can come in there, and we've got you know other players that can do that job. I just think, give him a couple of games off. I'm not saying drop him for the, for the rest of the season. We've also got three games in eight days, and he's 37. I will get to you in a minute, James. Let me just go through some of the um, some of the comments, because it's the massive debate going on in yeah, the comments, so I appreciate loads of you getting involved in the chat. Um, it says, Joseph Robinson says, um, jo- Ibra, Cavani, Ronaldo, United getting players on big wages who are out to pasture, no future in it at all. Then Emmanuel Banjo says, can't believe you all want to drop CR7. Um, Alex Reeves says if he would easily score 40 goals this season if we were playing well. Um, but that's, that's, you but can't that's, say that's, that's, that. Yeah, <laughs> but this is the, the if we were I mean, playing well, you've I mean, got, yeah. like, literally, it's back and forth yeah. with so many different people, so many different opinions. Ram Mohan says, his knees are done, he shouldn't be taking free kicks. Um, John Whitehead, which is true at this point. We are going to need a nine in the summer. I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, Frost says, drop him for who? Um, we, obviously, we don't have Mason at the minute, or, you know, for yeah. the foreseeable future, if we ever see him again. We, you know, Cavani's injured quite a lot as well. Yeah. Have, have we got an out and out striker well, other than Ronaldo Cavani's, and Cavani? Cavani's back, isn't he now? Yeah, sorry, he is, he so is back. So I would say, but, but for he, Cavani. he's got the same issues as Ronaldo, whereby he's, he's, he's not going to play every game. And as we've no. seen, when he, when he goes and plays for Uruguay, and he gets his hair cut and comes back after like two weeks. He's, he's not going to have the the same stamina to be able to play for all those games and you're only going to get 20, 25 games a season yeah, out I'm, of him. But the thing is, I'm not saying that's Ronaldo done. I'm saying for the next game, start someone else. Yeah. And even if Ronaldo comes it's, on after I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's just to clarify for people. He's, he's not going to play every game this it's season. It's really no. annoying for me that we couldn't have Cavani against Middlesbrough because I would have dropped Ronaldo for that game. Yeah. And I don't think he'd have spat his dummy out. If you go, it's an FA Cup against a fourth round game against the yeah. championship side. Sit this one out, Ronnie. We need you for the Premier League. I don't think he's going to spit his dummy out there. Also, Cavani, I think, could have done a job against Middlesbrough. Yeah, me too. Um, and obviously, play Ronaldo. Well, he, didn't, he didn't play against, um, was it Villa in the, in the yeah, round before? Yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah. I don't think he'd have an issue with that. And he sell it to him as... Listen, you know you're here for bigger things than early early rounds of the FA Cup against Championship opposition. When we get to the quarters or the semis, you know you, you bring in then. Uh, Andrew Naker says differences. Ronnie is almost guaranteed to find his form. He's earned the right to play through bad form. Rashford hasn't. Harry not even close. This is the thing though. Ronnie's almost guaranteed to find his form, but sooner or later you get to an age where that guarantee runs out. Mm. Because if he was 29, you go yeah. He's gonna, but then yeah. you get to an aim. We go. Is this the beginning of the decline? That's what we're yeah. me. I'm not saying it is, but he's 37. Yeah. So you do think like, well, is this the time when we're gonna see him really yeah. sort of start to, or stop? Sorry, getting the numbers that we used to see. Um, Benjamin Matthias says, realize Sir Bobby is the last survivor of Munich. That was the Munich uh, remembrance yesterday. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that. Man of culture says Cavani should start. Um, I mean, this is part of the problem Jay? for me. Yeah. I'll be honest with you right now. I would stick with him, yeah. and I'll be and I'll, and I'll. The reason I think that is, I understand what you're saying, and you, it's true what you're saying. But I just feel with everything that's going on with Ralph Radnick and everything as well, and the mm. fact that we haven't got an out and out nine, we can rely on week in week out anyway. Yeah, I, I think dropping him causes more problems for Ralph Radnick than it solves. In, yeah. in ultimately, no, I get that. Ultimately, yeah. I think it's just another drama he's got to deal with. And Ronnie spits his dummy out, kicks off. When you bring him back in, you might have him disgruntled. We're already hearing these clicks forming. That just yeah. adds to that. Do you know what I mean? And I just think it's going to just be another sort of 
just soap opera, I think you used the term earlier, yeah. another soap opera that we've got. And I think we can afford to keep playing him because I still think if you play to the end of the season, he's going to get you in the Premier League another at least five or six goals or something. Mm. So it's not like, you know, you're playing someone who's rubbish and no, just no, keep yeah. sticking with him. I think he will get your goals. I just don't know if we're going to see the same Ronaldo. I, I don't think as well he respects him as much as he did with Solskjaer. Because no. with Solskjaer would drop him for certain games. But I think when Ragnitz come in, I think part of the reason why Ronaldo came back was because Solskjaer was manager and, you know, they, they had that connection there. Um, but with Ragnick, I, I'm not sure. I think there's just certain things going on there whereby, because he doesn't have the same authority, it's difficult for him to stand up to players like Ronaldo. And personally, I would drop him. But then at yeah. the same time, it's, I don't know, it's, a, it's a difficult I one. I mean, I've there's, listened. There's pros and cons ev- ev- to both, yeah. both Everyone, people are giving me pelters now. So, or some people agree with me. Some people are giving pelters saying, you know, this isn't Ronaldo FC. And I understand that. Yeah. And in an ideal world, you go, he's not playing well. Cavani always does his job when he comes in. Put Cavani in, drop Ronnie. But there's just bigger factors to consider here. Yeah. And I think you, you're right, James, in what you're saying about the respect thing. I don't know if Ronaldo was looking at... When I look back to that Brentford game, people go, and you, you said it, and I said it on Twitter, Ronnie's done this before spitting his dummy out when he's been subbed. But when he got subbed against, um, I can't remember, was it Arsenal or whatever, in the end of the 2009 yeah, yeah. season? Oh, he, he, he threw his, his boots down and whatever. He sat in his seat and he was sulking and murdering all this. But he didn't go up to Fergie, yeah. grab him and mm-hmm. go... What are you doing? Taking off? Argue with the manager. Do you know what I mean? And there was a little bit of back and forth with Fergie. Remember the Wigan game where he missed the chance and Fergie had to go at him and he yeah. shouted back to him. So it was a little bit of that. But this was more blatant. This yeah. was me sitting with you, mm. having a go at you. Yeah, we're both the manager yeah. of this team, like shouting at you for a while about why you've just submit, even after Marcus has scored and we've got a free goal cushion or whatever it was at the time. Do you not think that shows though that the change in player power over that time though? Because that, that's ten, a, yeah. you know, ten years ago. No, the, I, I understand the, the, that. The, the, I mean, obviously there was there was players like Ronaldo and Messi were just coming into their sort of thing, but football now, the players like Pogba and with, with super agents like Raiola as well, the players have so much more power over the managers that it's almost gone too far the other way now. Whereby, I think as well, you know, you mentioned there about. Like, if you're a manager that's been at a club for ages, mm. then you can just rule with the iron fist. Still in this, even in this area, I think you can get away with that. And you can go, right, we'll just get rid of him or just drop him or whatever. But if you're a new manager who's just come in and you're dealing with all these egos and everything, you have to and, sort and of To be fair to Ragnick as well, he's, he's never dealt with a player like Ronaldo before, really. He's, and he, he, tried to, he said to Raul, didn't he, when he was at um, Schalke. Schalke, but... It was it was it was Raul who was in his I know Ronaldo's in his mid thirties whatever but it was Raul in decline and it wasn't yeah. and it's still Schalke isn't it? yeah it wasn't yeah. like Raul was you know this massive it was superstar was it yeah like that that Ronaldo is now still Raul wasn't like that at that level and Schalke weren't at the level or getting the attention that Manchester United get this was like this was I'd argue it was the I know Messi and everyone went to PSG but I'd argue that Ronaldo to United was the sign in the summer yeah. in terms of attention. I don't mean oh, in, definitely. in terms of the way the media and everyone, and not just here in Manchester, but across the world, this was the big story. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's so it not working out has become a big story. Yeah. See, um, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't go as far as to say it hasn't worked out. All right, okay. I, don't, I, 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 I it did say it out. not working yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't say that's it. And when you look at those numbers we mentioned, yeah. six goals in the Champions League, you know, Let's get it right. If he helps us get past Atletico, yeah, and that's more thing. than worth the the, the, the mither. Yeah, we get to last eight of the Champions League. If you drop him for a couple of matches, yeah. I am playing him every single minute of every single Champions League game yeah. we have left for the rest of the season, no matter whether that's two, four, oh, six. Oh, you know, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, hundred percent, no doubt about that. The, the Champions League thing, I agree. With. I yeah. think there's he will. He's got to play in the Champions League. I think yeah, if you drop question. him, in the Champions, I genuinely think if you drop him in the Champions League, he'd quit. He'd, he'd get on, on a Twitter. flight and go home. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same. He would. He go back to Portugal, wherever. Yeah. He just be like, I am not. United, United wouldn't have won the Europa League without Zlatan 
Ibrahimovic playing in, yep. in those games because your, your Rostovs, your um, St. Etienne's, those teams were, that United actually you know, struggled against, uh, mm. especially those, those earlier rounds. You need experienced players like that that know how to win football matches. And if you take Ronaldo out of that squad, the reason why United didn't win anything under Solskjaer was yeah. because they didn't have a player like that in that team that could win stuff. Especially, you know, if you played Ronaldo in the Europa League final in Gdansk, United would win that game. Yeah. If you played him in the semi-finals against Chelsea, United lost um, against Sevilla and all those other teams, United would have won a trophy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hit that like button, as someone's just pointed out, Rob M says, 1,700 watching, let's get these likes up. Up yeah. the effing paddock. Let's get 2,000 likes easy. Um, yeah, like, there's almost that sort of like... Real top end, like the Nadal the other, mm. the other week in the Australian Open, two sets down, but he's just got that, won't give up. Supporting like, him wearing all your, time, your tennis society. Though. Yeah, all-time yeah. great sort of thing, but like Ronaldo's Just got. with everything that's going on, with the Jesse situation, the Martial situation, um, I feel like I'm missing something. I think there was another one that I might have forgotten about. The Ronaldo one as well. Yeah. Do you feel for Ralph Radnick? Or do you think he's making no. some of these problems himself? Or do you think this is just part and parcel of being Manchester United manager? I don't think anyway? he's making the problems himself, but I don't feel for him. This no. is, you know, you're, a man, you're the manager of the most scrutinised and watched club in the world. Mm. I don't really think he handled the Martial thing very well. Do you not? No. Go on well, then. In what way? No, I'm well, not. Go on. The, the, way, the way that he, ha- he sort of said it, and uh, I can't remember specifically what it, what, what it was that he said in his, in his press conference, but it was something along the lines of, um, it was basically using it as like a deflection tactic away from what mm. had happened during the game. So I can't remember, I think United, was it a draw or I can't remember specifically what the result was, but I don't think United won. And then in the press conference, he was like, um, he said that thing about Martial that it was like, oh, um, I don't know what he said or something like that to try and move away from the fact United got beaten almost ah, okay. basically blamed it on Martial. So the context like, of the, the, yeah. the press conference, because I, I, I just saw the quote yeah. and thought, okay, I believe him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't see him. And then Martial, obviously, his agent or whatever, come out with but it. But I think apart from that, I think in his press conferences especially, he's a better talker than Solskjaer is. So I, th- I think the issue you know, Solskjaer had was that he almost went too far the other way. So he had Mourinho on the one hand, who wasn't afraid, towards the end anyway. I know people say that, you know, he did actually support the Glazers at the start, but that pre-season tour where it all unravels and he just threw his toys out of the pram, basically. Solskjaer never did that. And even towards the end, he was still sort of pushing and going too far the other way almost, where he's almost been too nice. Whereas mm-hmm. Ragnick is actually explaining his stuff. He's, he's not sort of doing that thing, that sort of nervous smile that Solskjaer would do after United would get beat. And he's a bit more clear in his sort of decision-making and explaining it, which is fine when United win. But I think after the Middlesbrough game and other results, I don't know. I think that's a massive trait for all managers, mm. though. Every, even the successful ones, even the Klops and the, the Pep Guardiola's, is like when they're winning, press conferences yeah. for them and for the press are a doddle. And when they're losing, some of them get prickly. Like some of them, yeah, Fergie, just some of them just start banning people. Yeah. Some of them get really, Klopp gets really awkward. Yeah, over just, just gets Oh, I've, you know, I've been on the wrong end of, of a Pep Guardiola being awkward. Yeah, like they, they all do it when yeah. things aren't going right. Do you remember right. when um, Klopp had that massive go at Des Kelly for no reason? <laughs> yeah, just rant, yeah, rant like yeah. he asked him an <laughs> innocuous question. And I hate when managers do that as well. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I just like, like, no one cares what I think. I'm asking yeah. you, you're yeah. the manager. This is a press conference. Yeah, like, like, like that's the, how it works. Dean Doris. Why are you asking that question yeah. for? Yeah, I, I remember right the first time I ever like got to ask a question in United press conference was with Jose, and I was dead nervous because it was Europa, it was Europa League. In Europa League, it was like a free for all because like you just had mm. loads of press turning up. Yeah. Was it like a mix zone? No, it was at, right. it was at Carrington, but it was in the other room, not the normal room. So it was in the bigger one. So we're all there, and I'm thinking, right, I've got a question I'll ask him, and I thought this is my chance because it's not like you know the Premier League one where it's like one, 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 one. That's it. Moving on to the the dailies. So I thought, right, I'm asking about, I, can't, I think it was about Martial. I was just asking about Martial. He played like a few good games. said he's back in form. You know, what do you see his preferred position down the middle or he's been playing well on the left? Do you think, he, you know, he could, he could do a job there or whatever? Fine. P- 
pretty standard answer. You know, yeah, I've been impressed with him. Da, 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 da. We always know he's got capabilities of that. I'm not, I'm not surprised, but I am happy. That sort of thing. So I'm like, phew. Got away Didn't get that. shouted at. I, you know, because it would have stayed with me because mm. I like Jose, especially at that time. And, and I'm obviously a United fan. So I was like, <sighs> guy next to me from Foreign Press asked a follow-up question. On Martial, just an in, another innocuous one, you know, he scored one in, in three, you know, do you think he can, and he just goes ballistic at him. And I mean, absolutely tears <laughs> him a new one. How many questions about Andy Martial? Why don't you ask me about Marcus Rashford? All you want to know about is Andy Martial. And I'm like, edging away from this guy, like, no, we're not from the same place. Like, it's like, it is, honestly, I have seen massively experienced journalists being almost like quivering from a press conference. It's so, it can be so daunting. The JK and Joel story that you told me about. Oh yeah, when he banned, I've told you that when he banned Fergie, chucked out one of our reporters in the middle of the press conference. Because we used to, years ago, remember when Beckham got hit with a boot? Yeah. Right, Fergie's boot with his boot at Beckham. Beckham cut his eye. So when I was in radio, the presenters, the DJs on the radio show, they did like, um, leave our Bex alone thing. And they went down to Carrington with a banner, like leave Bex alone, right? Just messing about anyway. Yeah. You know you know what breakfast radio's like, it's yeah. just mucking about in it. So Fergie like found- sound effects. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> just that nonsense. Yeah. And then um, Fergie got wind of it. So he waited till the press conference started and then he found our reporter and he just pointed at him and went, you, you can go, you're on a three month ban. Love it. And then he went, well, well, he went, and you want to know why you can ask them two jokers. And then the worst thing is, like, all your recording stuff is in the front. Oh. Right? So he's had to get up, walk to the front in front of everyone. So his face is about a yeah. foot away from Fergie. <laughs> Lean over, pick up his, you know, recording, and then sort of back, back, and, you know, and then Fergie's just like. <sighs> <laughs> Fantastic. It's horrible, horrible. Um, Colin Wilmot, who's been a member of the Academy for five months. Let's be real, lads. Ronnie is that good. It's always going to uh, be his fault, whether he scores or not. Top show again, lads. Thanks for your support, Colin. Thank you very much. Uh, Scarlett Davio says, we are forced to play someone who scored one goal in like two months because the outrage, anybody else would be abused, but Ronnie gets a free pass. And I think it's always going to be a bit of a debate with Ronnie. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's going to rumble on until he starts. He's got um, his own supporters as well. That don't even follow, oh, that just follow him everywhere. Yeah, like Ronaldo, Ronaldo on Twitter, yeah. on Instagram. He broke record, did he break a record for the most the other day or something? Um, we've but got a picture here of the 22-23 leaked Ooh, kit. Leaked so kit. I don't know if this is official, this is what we're seeing there. You can oh, see it's a bad not, not a fan, um, Why do you like I it? I don't like the pinstripes. Mm. I don't like the, how narrow the stripes are, personally. Yeah. I like the collar. It doesn't look real to me. I mean, I don't know how real that is. Um, mm. It's leaked, so make your own mind up about it. So, 400 million um, followers that Cristiano Ronaldo's got. They, they normally change, though, before the end of the season. Anyway, yeah. Do you remember the third shirt that, that um, had the, um, the Trinity statue on it? Yeah. And the leaked one looked terrible because it looked like it was made of, like, Play-Doh. Yeah. And then yeah. the real one was actually not bad. So, um, yeah, right. Um, Wally of the Weeks. Um, mm. Also, I might have missed your super chat. Jason, sorry, it says just play Ronnie in the Champions League games. Yeah, we spoke about that. Mm. Um, Wally the Week. Nadine Doris. Oh, you've nicked mine. Uh, do you know what then? Mm. I'll go with Quasi Quartang. Mm. He said that fraud's Actually, not a crime. No, no, you can have Nadine Doris. <laughs> what? He said, fraud, right. he said fraud's not a crime. He went, he was like, it's another Tory moron. So every week, Wally the Week is you having a go at the Conservatives, isn't well, it? Well, no, I, I have a go at Labour sometimes as well. Yeah. Keir Starmer's been my Wally of the Week in the past. Let's not forget yeah, that. I Although I do Conservatives, have, you have a go. Oh, yeah, nicely yeah, done. Nicely yeah. done. Hey. Have that one for your back page. Hey. Yeah, but um, quasi quasi. Yeah. Yeah. Did an interview. And this is the problem you've got like with politicians. When they, when they do an interview and they're given facts yeah. that they can't argue with, then they try and create their own facts. So he said, well, Boris Johnson lied in the House of Commons when he said crime's down because crime's gone up. So 
quasi quasi well he wasn't talking about all crime he was talking about the he wasn't talking about fraud that's not real crime he was just talking about you know personal injury <laughs> not real <laughs> not know, real not crime fraud. you tell some old lady who's been robbed of a pension from by some fraudster that that's not real crime, not real crime because you know it's not personal injury whatever that means it's not real crime because their mates do that yeah, yeah so robbing shops <laughs> and like beating people yeah. up that's their real mates crime. don't do that that's real crime honestly but pathetic. ruining people's lives with fraud yeah. That isn't real because we do that all the so time. Was it the Dominic Raab thing? He said that it was a retrospective crime, so they're not investigating. They're not investigating. Yeah. in the past. Yeah, <laughs> we don't investigate crimes in the past. Future crime squad. Yeah, what is this? The minority report. Yeah. The I'm only way to solve the crime is to yeah. prevent the crime. There's going to be a shooting next week in weeks. Yeah. Get down there. I ain't even done it yet. Lock yeah. him up, boys. The sea was closed. I can't believe it because the sea was closed. <laughs> what? I didn't even that. Are you not a dominant rap? Go on. It was like the, when the whole Afghanistan thing was kicking off. Because he didn't, he didn't yeah. respond to like He was the on the holiday whilst Afghanistan was being taken over. Yeah, and, and he, he had loads of phone calls. And he went, oh, I couldn't have been on the beach because the sea was closed. The sea was closed. <laughs> That's like, That's you know. That's up, up there with I don't sweat. <laughs> Yeah. In, it, in terms of just yeah. preposterous bullshit. Let's just say the most outrageous lie, and because it's so outrageous, yeah. hope that it would yeah, get it away with King it. Yeah, it was King Canute. Yeah. It's not as if you were like the Foreign Secretary at the, the time or anything like that. Or no. was it, yeah, Foreign Secretary, Foreign Secretary? Foreign Secretary yeah, at the time. Secretary. And he, you know, as he often did, he failed yeah. upwards. He's now Deputy yeah. Prime Minister. Um, so Yeah, but that's because there's a picture of him when he was younger with some muscles. So yeah. everyone thinks he's ace. Uh, <laughs> Isn't there? That's yeah. why people like him, because he looks like a prime minister. I don't want to get too political, but have you seen like the new uh, head of comms you've appointed as well? His his, his latest quotes. Mm, I don't like. I don't want to see it. Right. Okay. Go on. Who's your? Who's going to be well, your? Mine's own? not nearly as. Go on. You can yeah. keep it to football. Just the ref from the other night not giving that fucking on ball. Because mm. regardless of how bad, uh, you know, how porous the, we were defence at that moment, or how uh, you know how many chances we missed, whatever. That is a handball. If you're in the box trying to bring the ball down in order to shoot at the goal and you have to use your hand to control it because your first touch is so shit, that is a handball. Anyone who's ever played or watched football knows that instinctively. So yeah. whether it's the rules or the ref or whoever it is, it's an absolute piss take. Even the Middlesbrough fans, I was sat right, right next to the away fans yeah. and they sort of half celebrated it because they just thought it was going to get ruled out. Yeah. It's, it's literally like, it's obviously a handball. You can't, no way should you be able to control the ball with your hand because it's going out for a goal kick and then it's still not be handball. Just pathetic. And as much as that is a little bit sour grapes blaming everyone else. But fuck me, come on. You are allowed though to criticise the performance, say that we should have took our chances and be unhappy yeah, of course. with that with that decision. It's not like there's a finite amount of anger you can have or you know, you, you know, it's like the mutually yeah. exclusive. They're no. not. It, both things can be true and it was a bad decision and yeah. we still should have It's either a bad decision or a bad rule. I don't care which it is. That is handball and everyone knows mm. that's handball. Um, just a quick one. Sorry, I've missed a couple of um, oh, oh, super chat. Resonating Silence says, do you think a permanent manager will accompany the team for pre-season? That's a very good question, that. Yeah, probably. Uh, you think mm. so? I think the one thing we've got to do is get him in early doors in the summer. Yeah. Oh, imagine if we do Dalek. last minute. Yeah. Like deadline transfer window, day. deadline day. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Mike Phelan's taking over the team for, for the time being. Yeah. You're like, what is going on here? Um, listen, thanks to everyone. Say, actually, um, you can have Nadine Doris. I'll, I'll have the, uh, the lad oh, sorry. off. The, the, the guy on uh, Question Time that was the philosophy student that tried to take on the. Uh, this, this, like, the With his pieces of paper. <laughs> And he I was like, uh, the yellow this. card system. And uh, it was it was like a philosophy student. The, you know the the audience at question time, you have like insane people that go on there, right? Mm. There was like this epidemiologist or scientist that was like talking about vaccines. Who literally helped come up yeah. with like, you know, the cure to Ebola. 
yeah. and things like that, <laughs> and has like come up with tr- or help study HIV and treatments for it. Yeah. He's like, you don't get more elite than he is. Yeah. And you had some kid in the audience with some pieces of paper he made some notes on from Google, who his claim to academia was he's a philosopher no, graduate. And also, when they asked, okay, what, what's your evidence? It was like a random select committee from 1999. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and then he said something like, you know, and he's the man that he, he created the vaccine. And before the epidemiologist got involved, Fiona Bruce went, no, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> and you think, oh. and then, this this uh, epidemiologist, it was like, uh, like he was doing the Tim face from the office where he was just going and like the worst bit was he was so yeah. like he was so like calm and then at one point he went and I'm sorry but that's just nonsense yeah. and <laughs> you're like oh oh bro I think that's alright though oh. I think sometimes you need to get knocked down a couple of pegs yeah. that's happened to all of us mm. you go into something you're not prepared someone takes the piss out of you <laughs> and you go you know what I and deserve you know that because I'm a knobhead you can see the guy as well you've always got that, that split second where you've got two choices there yeah you can even Back yeah. down. Back down or double say, down. down and just go, oh, They're right. your options. Okay, yeah. Or you can go, no. Yeah. I'm, and he went, no. Back down. I've got my piece of paper. Down. I've got my the, philosophy The worst degree. thing is, he probably thought he won that argument. And no, all his he mates reckons, reckon he probably did as well. Yeah. I just Great. hope he went on Twitter because there's times when, I know Twitter can be horrible, but there's times when I kind of like it. Like, there's been a few questions, Sam. Like the, the guy that was moaning about paying, like, was it more tax or whatever it was? And he said at 80 grand, he was yeah, like yeah, in, yeah. The, in the top, bottom 50% of the country. Like, what are you want about? No, you're not. The other Honestly. guy was terrified of um, Jeremy Corbyn's socialism saying that it was going to ruin the, the country or whatever <laughs> it was, like saying he was terrified of his socialist policies or something like that. Do you know what I love on Twitter? What? I love it, right? I don't, sometimes you love I'm, arguing with people. No, I don't. I don't I've don't. i stopped doing that. Oh. Um, when I love on Twitter when someone on the chase takes a low offer. Oh, yeah. The outrage yeah. on Twitter yeah. is unreal. Look for at that. you, dickhead. Yeah. Like, they, that person will ch- trend for a good yeah. like three hours of yeah. just abuse. Because they've took my minus four grand on a on a you know a quiz shop. It's amazing. I had an IT teacher that went on the chase and he lost, and everyone took the piss out of him. Really, Paul? Yeah. Paul, uh, no coming back from our there. mate Paul Lancaster used to come on the channel. Went on yeah. there, didn't he? Um, Jamie Burton says, "Ref here, read law twelve. Not deliberate, unnatural, or goal scored." Jamie, we don't want facts or laws. Uh, yeah, we want bluster and outrage. Okay. Yeah, J- Jamie, Joe here, no <laughs> refereeing qualifications. Yeah, is a bit of a twat. Yeah, but. Any hand movement towards a ball is natural, unless like some hand flies in, not attached to a body from the crowd and touches it. How could it not be natural? So the whole natural thing is bullshit. It's not, Listen, it's nice to see we found uh, Michael Cox's burner account <laughs> in the, the live I've, chat. Don't I've got a I've got a journalism degree, yeah. so I know about these things. What, what degree yeah. do you have, Joe? Yeah, I've Just, got a degree in. You know, the street. The yeah. University of Life. The University of Life. School of Hard School Knocks. Of hard He's knock, thrown yeah. a, a, a kettle over a pub. What have you ever done? Anyway. Right, that's enough of that nonsense. J- um, James, give a plug to the uh, fanzine. Right, United We Stand. Uh, it's on sale. Every home game uh, be on sale for the Southampton game yes. and the Brighton game. When's the new... Is it new issue time yet? Or? Uh, two weeks, I two think. Weeks. And then it'll be out for that. And also, I'm on the radio tonight. So, 8 till 9, Shock Radio. Uh, do a world music show on there. So give What's it the... Is it just DAB and all that? Or is it um, a frequency? We're, we're, we're online only. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Joe Smith, 93. We want to wait to find your mush. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and the will be on the watch along tomorrow, won't we? Yes, and we'll have the preview out in the morning. So, lots of us. And if you're asking about... Stephen Allison and Adam McCullough, they will be on the channel uh, tomorrow, I think, giving us their post-match reaction. Yes. If, I think Steve's a bit poorly sick, but I think he's getting better. Uh, Maka, 
is about. Don't worry, you'll be hearing from him. They're just they're just in a cage that. in the corner. Yeah, that we you can't them, see over there. You know I mean, they, they don't do Mondays like very often. Bless him. Um, so yeah, don't worry about that. Um, this has been the Paddock Podcast. Big thanks to our sponsors as well. What our sponsors? Yeah, big time. Thanks, lads. <laughs> Link in the description. <laughs> Surfshark, check them out. Thank you. <laughs> don't forget to hit like, share, and subscribe. Let's get seven hundred thousand subscribers by the end of the season. Go and check out the merch as well. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.